Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hey, What the Suck family. As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. Well, anyway, after they wake up from the nap, like I said, Quentin, fuck, I swear, <laughs> I'm going to change it. the t- change the name of this thing from what the suck to anyway. <laughs> what? No. You suck. Hello, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you start a show, motherfucker. That's right. Welcome back to What the Suck Podcast. I'm James. And I'm Chris. I forgot who I was for a second there, God. but I'm back. Come on, man. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another show. Episode uh, 21, Blackjack, motherfuckers. 21. We, can, we can drink now. Yeah. We can have fun. We can Dangerous. We can, can we vote? We can vote. Yeah, we vote at 18, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you can go to strip club at 18. That's right. All right. Which is, un- so, which is unfortunate. All right. But we can have a lot of fun now. So. Indeed. Well, today's episode is going to be Cube. Just Cube? Just Cube. Ice no, Cube? No V cube. cube. No Ice Cube. No, you know. No, no, <laughs> no Borg. Cubert. No Borg Cube. No Borg Cube. Nothing. All right. Anyway, Cube is 1997 sci-fi thriller. Sure it is. Mm -hmm. Synopsis reads as such. Seven strangers find themselves imprisoned in a seemingly endless maze filled with deadly traps and must fight to escape despite the odds. Never tell me the odds. That's right. Film is directed by Vincent Natale. Natale, you know what I mean? Hey, you make a good pizza. Uh, yes, sir. Come plumb my house, plumb in my bathroom. That's a good me the ball. This is a fucking erase. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Shit. <laughs> All right, here we go. Produced by Mara Meh. 
Mech. Just that's it. Just Mech and Betty Orr. Written by Andre Bacelic. Nice. That's that name nice. sounds familiar. Nice familiar. Familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That, that's a good pronunciation either way, though. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm coming off the hinges already. Graham Manson and Vincent Natalio. Oh, so he wrote and directed. Vincenzo Natale. Starring Nicole DeBoer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I'm wondering which Some one. Some of these names, guys. you got to work on them before you create your Hollywood name, okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. These, these are going to be funny. Nikki Guadra... Guadra... <laughs> Nikki Guacamole. What is it? <laughs> Guacamole. It's Nikki Guadagni. Guadagni? Uh, good, 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 yeah, good, okay. Now the names get a little more normal here. <laughs> David Hewitt, I didn't even pronounce it right. It's Hugh Litt, <laughs> jeez, thought they were easy. I, Andrew, Mil- Andrew Miller, <laughs> this is gonna be a serious edit job. Julian Richings, Wayne Robson, Maurice <laughs> Robson. De- <laughs> I don't give a fuck at this point. I just want to get through the credits so we can get out of here. Oh, jeez. Maurice Dean Went, where'd he go? <laughs> Him go that away. Music by Mark Corvin. Cinematography by Derek Rogers. Edited by John Sanders. And the production company is Feature Film Project, Odin Films, Viacom Canada, Ontario Film Development Corporation, Cube Libre, Telefilm Canada. And Harold Greenberg Fund the <laughs> Jesus the Harold Greenberg Fund distributed by Trimark Pictures release date of nine September nineteen ninety seven way to go Toronto International Film Festival it says okay oh, wow. they put it in the film festival okay yeah. why anyway running time of ninety minutes hey, that was my first anyway damn it market market. Country, Canada, a budget of $350,000, and they made $9 million at the damn box office. Wow, that's pretty amazing. That that's is actually quite, a good flip. That is that is a great flip. I mean, it would be considered a massive disaster if it was any other movie, but I guess for an off off the, uh, what do you call it, off the grid horror movie? Or yeah, or, or like indie or something. Sci-fi, thriller, whatever. Yeah, it's definitely indie because it went to a film festival. But so. see, it's not, It's like I know it said sci-fi, but it's really not sci-fi. It's, it, it's, it's more horror? Well, it's not sci-fi-ish though. Huh. Kind of trippy. Okay. But it's not, I wouldn't call it sci-fi. I guess, you know what? I'll just shut the fuck up. How about, how about we just get to review and find out? But first, let's do the... Um... Let's go to the rating system here. All right, so what is our rating system, James? All right, how we do this, folks, we go, we use an inverted shit scale. In other words, the more shits, the worse it is. You mean the shit goes up the ass now? The shit goes back up the ass. Now, here's how it runs down. We got one out of five shits. That's one you want to keep in your queue. Share it with your friends frequently. And it's so bad, it's good. These are the, you know, the cult classic ones, stuff like that. Uh, They're always awesome. You know, they can enjoy them over and over. Then we have two out of five shits. You want to watch it with friends, but you want to do something like play a drinking game or some other activity. Uh, three out of five shits. You're going to share it with your friends, but you're going to drink very heavily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got to have a little painkiller. Yep. Four out of five shits. This is where it really starts to get slippery. Literally. Watch it with friends. Share it with friends you don't like. 
you know, in-laws, you know, people you want to run off, stuff yep. like that, mm-hmm. forced double dates, things of that nature. And then five out of five shits. La Fica de la Matter. Love it. The top of the shit heap. <laughs> These are the ones you want to bring out on special occasions. Uh, you know, perhaps you're contemplating suicide and need something to push you over the edge. Nice. Uh, that's kind of bad. Dark. Nice. That's a little dark. Uh, that's so dated. bad. So bad that it's bad. You want to remove it from your memory with a mind altering substance or my favorite, the blunt force trauma. So if you have a friend that you force to watch this and you both want to forget it, just have your friend smack you in the head with a baseball bat really hard. You know what? Step it up a notch. Go on eBay and find you a Negan baseball bat Mm. with the barbed wire and let him just cave your skull in. Okay. That sounds good. That works. Um, all right, so that being said, I guess uh, we can go ahead and get on with the review. Yeah, because I've had a hard enough time just getting through the credits. Yeah, no shit. Hit it. Hit it. people in here are we being punished there's a way in here so there's got to be a way out do you think they'd go to all the trouble to build this thing if we could just walk out take a good long look around because i got a feeling it's looking at us we have about three days without food and water before we're too weak to move i just want to wake up i looked in the room down there and something almost cut my head off motion detectors integrated into the walls up to spot We need to get around the trap. They're identified by prime numbers. Figure it out. I can't! I'm not dying in a rat maze! No more talking. No more guessing. You gotta save yourselves from yourselves. What the hell's going on? We haven't been moving in circles. The runes have. We are the key. The cube is us. This is a real, I don't even know where to begin, brother. Uh, but I think we find ourselves in that position most weeks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I think you had something, a special message for yes, all the Yes, I do. I am. I, I do have something I wanted to uh, talk about real quick before we get into review. Uh, friend of ours, Nikki. PSA, PSA, did it, did it, did it, did it, PSA, oh, POS, POS, piece of shit, PSA, and go. All right. <laughs> anyway, our friend Nikki uh, from Instagram, one of our uh, beloved followers, uh, enlightened me to something today. Uh, sent me something that, that kind of cracked me up and it also pissed me off. Okay. Uh, about uh, the new movie, It Too. They said uh, there is a parents group that is trying to have the poster banned because it's giving children nightmares. What? Wayne, what a bunch uh, of whiny fucking babies, fucking pussies. Look, if you can't deal with it, you either don't take your kids to the fucking horror movie for one thing, 
get them off that fucking Call of Duty also. Yeah. Just <laughs> keep them in their basement, make them watch Pokemon, and tell them to shut the fuck up. That's okay? right. It's these fucking millennials. That's what it is. They're so fucking whiny. And they're, they're so sensitive. Now, there's some of them that aren't. But... All of them. <laughs> fuck millennials. <laughs> Well, there goes part of our listening audience. I'm just I kidding. love you all, too. Don't y'all worry. got senses of humor. Now deal with it. No, they really don't, actually. Go on. Okay, well, fuck it. Anyway, well, she told me about that, and I was just, like, seriously disappointed. But then again, to this point, nothing surprises me anymore about the world. I mean, it's it, it's a poster. I mean, it, it's a poster with I mean, with Pennywise, who it wasn't the first one, and these kids didn't see the first one. I mean, what is, what is so fucking scary about First of all, let me just say this. Pennywise is the worst fucking killer clown in the world. Okay. And that's, that's both versions, both the the Tim Curry and Skarsgård one, this new one, because both movies, we're going off a whole different tangent movie here. Yep. But both movies, this clown apparently uses fear to help the meat be tastier for these kids. Yep. But there are several times in both movies where he scares the shit out of these kids to the point where their meat should be tasty as hell. And he doesn't kill them. Yeah. Instead, there are other kids who who only come across him the first time, get scared, and then he eats them instead. Yeah. And obviously, the only reason he doesn't kill these other kids is because they're the main main characters of the movie, and they have to keep going through the movie, whatever. Worst killer clown ever. Yeah. It sucks. Movies are great, though. Love them. Tim Curry is the man. Love, love Tim Curry. Uh, I'm still, still going to watch it, but he's a... Yeah, you can't beat Dr. Frankenfurter in a fucking gutter killing kids. You got, you know, you just got to love it. You see, when I say Tim Curry, you think, uh, what's that movie again? Um, Rocky Horror. Thank you. It escaped my mind because. No problem. I don't think Tim Curry is that. I think him as either it or the devil from uh, Legend. That's okay. Yeah, that's true. Because he was true. amazing as a devil in he Legend. He was. He was uh, amazing. He's that. also, he's he done several things. A fantastic actor. Now that we've completely gone. Although, let me real quick say, his best role to date uh, was the hotel concierge in Home Alone 2. Yes. Sorry, go on. Have now, a nice... I, and to quote. Yes. This is my favorite line in the whole movie. Cedric, don't count your tips in public. My favorite is, have a lovely day. <laughs> Have a lovely day. Have a lovely day. That's right. Out front, sir. Yeah. Limousine and pizza. Cheese pizza. Compliments of the Plaza Hotel. Okay, All right, so now we digress. We've completely fucked up. All right. But, Nikki, thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate it. And it's nice to know we both agree on the fact that young people are just pussies. Yes. Appreciate you. And, Nikki, I just want to say thanks for listening. We love you. You're awesome. All right. Now, moving on to the business at hand. Yes. Uh, when the movie opens. We see this dude in a gray suit laying bald, on the ground. Bald dude looks like a concentration camp survivor. But what's great is, yeah, and that's sad, but it's true. This guy looks really weird. He's yeah. he's really funky looking. He's emaciated and everything. What I wanted to think about one time, when I saw the inside of this, I thought about Hellraiser. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. I thought the inside of the actual Hellraiser puzzle box would look like. The design looks like it on the inside. It does. Yeah. It, it, it does look very trippy, and it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe we got something going on here. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a crossover coming. Well, anyway, this dude gets up, wearing plain coveralls. He's just kind of stumbling around looking. Right. And he opens one of the doors and goes through. And uh, obviously, like I said, by the synopsis, everybody knows, you know, obviously there's things in this thing that can kill people. Right. Things in this thing. I love that. Love it. Well, the first you know, kill, as far as I'm concerned, it was predictable. And, and you knew it was coming when it was happening. Yeah. Kind of an intro kill kind of thing. Yeah, you, you knew he wasn't going to be in the movie for a long time. No. 
uh, he jumps in his room and he's standing there, and then you hear this whoosh. You hear this. this yeah, it's like this. It's real whoosh. fast. I yeah. mean, it's like high speed, you know, coat hanger being whisked through. The- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's weird. And then you get the if anybody else has seen Ghost Ship and seen the opening scene from Ghost Ship when the line snaps. And all the people just slowly slide into half. Best the part of the fall. movie. It is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this might be the best part of this movie. <laughs> it also, <laughs> I, I think it will be. Yeah. I think it also it reminds me of uh, that scene from uh, Resident Evil. When yeah. When they go through that one section of hallway. and that, With the lasers. The laser, yeah. The laser grid. Yep. Same thing. Well, anyway, it cuts this dude into cubelets. <laughs> Anybody want some cube steak? Yeah. And what happens? <laughs> no thanks. Okay. But he slowly starts to fall apart, All and right. I have to give him props. Okay. I have to give him props. All right. For once uh, in quite a while, we have some pretty damn decent blood effects. Yeah, it was it was a really good practical effect. Yeah. But we were soon let down by the completely shitty CGI. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Of the, of the trap, trap recoiling. Yeah. You know, and it was folding back up for the next victim. Yeah, the actual trap was terrible. This Which was I was like, how? Why did it go up like that? Because it it obviously swiped from one end to the other. Yeah. And, and I was just like, good lord! And as always, we weren't surprised nope. when we start getting introduced to our characters. To our cast of characters. Let's tell them about the cast of characters, James. Well. It's nice to know at least that Ali Sheedy found work again. Of course, it's not the Ali Sheedy now. It's the Ali Sheedy of 1980s fame. Uh, Our younger viewers, let's explain who Ali Sheedy is. She is the, I guess, what was her character? She was in The Breakfast Club. She was the outcast. She was also Johnny Five's girlfriend in Short Circuit. Yes, great movie. But uh, she was real twitchy. Yes. And very (laughs) jerky, herky, jerky. Well, this girl in the movie... Acts just like her. Yep, so sure does. It yep. reminded me of her instantly. Yep, absolutely. And then we have Quentin the douche. The douche. The you mean Chris Brown? <sighs> yeah, Chris Brown. See if he's about it, about it. And uh, then we get Holloway, the doc. Okay, yeah, who's off her fucking meds. Oh, and by the way, Ali Sheedy, we'll call her Ali Sheedy, but her na- her character name is Levin for later reference. Gotcha. And then we have, um, God. Uh, worth worth who's worthless I call him worthless yeah. absolutely and what we get to be you know once we meet these these uh these are it for now i think they they all come together because all of a sudden people are opening doors and running into other people and stuff like that so they get together and they start their little adventure and what i'm starting to get here is a possible saw ripoff it's kind of like you know yeah it's got a it's, they're in a cube or something but i'm kind of getting a booby trap saw kind of feeling right and i'm like oh come on now yeah but and then but it gives that thought of you know if you if you're a thinking person which when you watch shitty movies you really shouldn't be but i like to think and try to figure things out even right. when they're total shit yeah. you told me before hey quit trying to put logic to it but yeah it's not good it, to put it, logic to a logic it gives that movie. feeling of there's a mastermind at work here that there's <laughs> I mean, it really yeah, does. It's, it's like somebody's in charge of this, you know, because this one creepy fuck worth because he keeps looking at him. Yeah, he's 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 kind of weird. He's yeah, too- he keeps looking at him and shit, and you're like, he's entirely too calm. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially uh, when shit start happening. Oh yeah, and then we get our boy Ren too. That's right. After Ren. they gather up, I can't forget Ren. Renny Ren Ren. He turns out he's like a prison escapee guy. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He was. Seven, seven times, escapes from? seven yeah. escapes or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't believe it. 
This guy's the Wren. The what? He's the Wren. The bird of Attica flew the coop on six major prisons. Seven. But you can summarize from the way things are developing that for some reason all these people, they, they each have talents, so they all have like a purpose. So it's like, are they supposed to work together as a right. collective unit or what? So I was like, come on now. So it's almost like a Great Escape vibe because each person in that movie, The Great Escape, with the, again, yes. old, old movie that people probably haven't seen, uh, Steve McQueen, great movie based on actual events. Uh, they all have their individual strengths. Yes. That they all come together to help them escape from a horrible situation. And then what we have is the, you know, apparently Ren, mm-hmm. he's an escape, you know, escape artist. Right. He apparently possesses all this knowledge of sensors and different things and traps and mechanisms. And right. He has like a technical knowledge and they start to question him. How the hell you know so much? Blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't really last very long, does it? No, it doesn't. What happens, James? Well, the motherfucker's using boots and he's trying to set off traps. So he throws it in one room. Yeah, the torches go off and melt the boot. Fine, whatever. Uh, But then he throws it in another room. He says, hey, I'm safe. So he jumps in the room. I'm good. But then we get this thing and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Turns to the side, you hear this clicking noise. And then he gets the money shot. Right in the damn face. Right in the noggin. He gets a nice face full of what apparently, I guess, is hydrochloric or sulfuric acid. Yep. Uh, comes crawling back through the thing, and he's got his face is all bloody. Not not too horrible it's at good first. At, it's funny how the all the gore are practical effects, which makes sense because, at, at least in, in the 90s, it's easy to do. And all the traps are CGI. Yes. It's like they didn't want to take the time to create the traps physically there, so they just tried to use CGI. But it's that terrible, shitty '90s CGI. Well, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say because yeah, CGI wasn't very well developed in the '90s. No. It just started coming out and stuff. So what you get is this very blocked, herky jerky shit. And there's right. no smooth motion, no nothing. So it's it's really shitty. I mean, this is what what '97 you said? Ninety, I believe this is '95 or '97. You're 97. right, '97. Yep. So it's five. Fuck, what's my math? Uh, four years <laughs> after Jurassic Park. Yeah. And Jurassic Park still holds up today with amazing special effects. Absolutely. This movie did not hold up four days after it came out with yep. the special effects. Well, I did like the way the cube was arranged, though, because it reminded me of a bunch of stacked Ronco pizza magic ovens because there's like all these fucking doors and shit. Yeah, but those are practical effects. I mean, practical effects always stand up to test of time. I mean, They that's, do. That's why the, the original Star Wars trilogy looks so good because of all the practical effects. Practical fucking effects. Yeah, when they went to CGI and shit, everything was just ridiculous. Fuck you, George Lucas. but we get back to our characters and they're they're coming unhinged and as they're trying to learn each other you know the acting uh that's really bad it's very forced jesus um especially by chris brown it's so forced by chris brown yeah and it just gets worse guys um and i'm telling you the acting to me so far is killing this fucking movie. Yeah, it's the worst the, part of the movie. The effects are great, but it's completely offset by this ridiculous cadre of douchebags yeah. that can't act their way out of a paper bag. It's fucking ridiculous. Or a cardboard box cube. And as I... <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Douche, as I like to call her, anyway. She's suffering from a serious 
fucking breakdown of some sort. She's just all fucking strung out and shit. Guess the bitch just needs some dick or something. She's got to calm the fuck down. <laughs> I mean, she's absolutely off the hinges and she's questioning everybody. She's wide-eyed and twitchy. Uh, I'm trying to think of, well, no, because if I make that reference, nobody ever understands. Just make it anyway. Who gives a shit? Okay. If anybody ever saw the movie DC Cab. Nobody saw that movie. So I'm telling you. There make you it go. Anyway. Make it anyway. People can go look it up. That's what millennials do. They hear something. They hear about something they haven't seen before. They go look it up and they watch it and then they make it their own. Yeah. Okay. Go watch DC Cab. And if you watch the kidnappers, the way the female kidnapper was acting about three quarters of the way through the movie is exactly how this bitch was acting. Gotcha. Both annoying as fuck. Yeah. I know it's totally off the grid. grid. Oh, well, too bad. But all I can say is Mr. T. Yep. But it does. Like I said, it has the the saw feel, you know, to me, the, the whole jigsaw, you know, mind fuck. Well, you know. so I mean, at this point, they, they, they've gone, you know, they've gone through a bunch of different cubes, and so they're trying to figure out their way through the cube, much like a yep. fucking hamster through a maze and shit. That's true. And at one point, uh, the Ali Sheedy character Lev- Levin or whatever fucking yeah name is, Levin Levin, she's a so look, we didn't we didn't even talk about the characters. So so Chris Brown, um, Quentin is a cop. He's a cop. Uh, Worth is just worthless. He's worthless because he they don't even say what he is. He's no. just a. A bag of bones, you know. You, you mentioned that the crazy bitch is a doctor. Yep. Uh, Levin is Holloway. A, Holloway That's is Dr. a doctor. Hollow. Holloway. <laughs> Levin is a uh, student, but she's also a mathematician student. And then uh, Ren, who was in it shortly, was a escape artist. He was a yeah. He was a obviously a felon of some sort and right. escape artist. And then eventually come across a guy with a, a I don't want to say down, it's not Down syndrome. He it's has autism. Autism. Thank you. Yes, he's autistic, but. Eleven realizes that there's some sort of code because in between the cubes there's these short little hallways. Yes, like like not even hallways. They're they're more like um uh, what are this those? This is a hatch, like a hatch. Thank you. It's yes, like a hatch on a ship. Yeah, it's, you know you open one door and there's a there's a short gangway you go right. through. Boom. And each hatch has numbers in it, and she decides she realizes that she decodes that the hatch numbers with that are non prime numbers. Are to, safe. Lead to rooms that are safe. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And the and prime numbers, um, she thinks, yeah. are the ones that we'll kill, have the, have the kill a motherfucker. Prime numbers. I can't believe I didn't see it before. See what? It seems like if any of these numbers are prime, then the room is trapped. Right. <laughs> and so that works for a while. But as they're doing this, like, and yeah, I, I actually, I catch glimpses of saw inspiration but I also feel like this is like a ripoff of – I have to check the date of when it came out, but Alien 4. Really? Yeah, because you know how – That's right. She's on a prison planet. Yep. And they're going from like section to section trying to outrun the aliens. That's true. And it, and it keeps reconfiguring itself just like, like in Alien versus Predator. Right. And another one is 13 Ghosts. If anybody 13 ever seen 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts, The yes. house just keeps fucking changing yes. shape every – you know, every hour on the yes. hour or something. Yeah. So it throws shit off. Dark it, City. Dark, Dark City, same way. Yep. Um, chain, you know, but that's, that's that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, so I'm getting, and plus, and plus they're prisoners. They're in prisoner garb. So yep. I'm, I'm getting hints of, of Saw, of Alien 3, uh, a little bit of Hellraiser because it's a cube. And, and, and like, the, the design of the walls are very Hellraiser-ish. Looking. Yes. And, and it's cool. And that's what pisses me off about the fact that the acting is so poor to this point because... It could have, could have been, been a, a kick-ass movie. movie, but yeah. then again, if it was a kick-ass movie, would it be on What the Suck? No, Fuck it wouldn't be. No, no we, right. we would have watched it and actually had a good time with the motherfucker. Hell to the no. Well, anyway, like you said, these it seems like these motherfuckers 
I think that was number 25, by the way. But yeah, go on. <laughs> on. I, I need a shock collar. I'm going to get that goddamn damn. Shock collar? Either that or the outburst the outburst buzzer. And every time I oh, say some yeah. shit, I'm going to have Just Ducky hit the button. Hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what did they go? <laughs> really? Uh, you can't go five seconds without saying anyway. And As it would be. <laughs> you can't think of another leeway, can During you? their conversation. Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. It is discovered that Worth somehow was responsible for building part of this, but he had no idea of the greater plan. They was He was hired to do the outer shell, the outer shell yeah. or at least draw up a design for, for the, the outer, outer shell, shell but Correct. didn't actually construct it. Right. But he must have done a piss poor job or... His math was wrong or something because they end up throwing this motherfucker in there too. No, they, they just did that so that he would not be able to tell anybody about it. So this this actually like, yeah this actually draws a lot of inspiration from H. H. Holmes, the serial killer, because he constructed his murder castle or hotel mm-hmm. in Chicago, and he had different contractors and different uh, workers work on different parts without telling them what they were contributing to this is true um but he wouldn't he wouldn't kill the contractors he would just have them build it and then they would take off whatever but this is very similar because nobody knew enough of it exactly to be able to give them away to whoever right, what they were doing they thought they were making weird rooms or, or, or different passageways but this guy is like this he's one of those contractors he created the the blueprint for the outer shell and then they locked his ass inside apparently he saw too much and he's an idiot He's a fuck. Okay, so Worthless, during their conversation, reveals that there's no master plan. So it kind of foils my theory. He, re- he When he reveals that there is no master plan, this is just a huge, useless thing. And apparently people get thrown in it for the fuck of it. Right, right. I mean, because each of them has a small story. Right. You know, I know it's farther back, but uh, unfortunately I missed that. They They each have a little origin of... You know, or a little story about how they got in here, or how they think they got in. Oh, they think they got because in here. Because the, the thing is, they're all they all they're all dressed in uh, 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 these gray coveralls. Yes, but none of them are criminals. Like he's a cop, she's a student. They said they did nothing wrong. Yep. But then again, the people in Saw said they did nothing wrong either. But then it yep. came out later that they all contributed to the death of Jigsaw's wife, or whatever. I mean, go on. But yeah, you're right. You're right. So they, they have the history back there, but but there's no master plan. Like, there's no conglomerate. This may be hard for you to understand, but there is no conspiracy. Nobody is in charge. It's, it's a headless blunder operating under the illusion of a master plan. Can you grasp that? Big Brother is not watching you. Sticking people in this thing. Yeah, so basically, it... it... I said basically this time. I'll take it. Okay. No mastermind, just a useless thing, basically, is how I put it. And it's kind of like this movie. <laughs> there's no master plan to any no. part of this movie so far. No, there's not. We begin to notice our boy Quentin, though. See, watching this guy develop as the movie goes along, he, he becomes increasingly more agitated and aggravating looking. He has a look... <laughs> His face, like he is going through a nonstop prostate exam. Not just a finger either. The whole fist. no, the whole fist. He's he's getting the what five a, finger discount, baby. Five finger discount five with finger the sandpaper glove. There you man. go. Oh he's just getting ring. Ouch. He does. He just has this ridiculous look, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And the acting just keeps going downhill, downhill, downhill. So I'm, I mean, I mean, and, I'm already given part of my ending review. Yeah, and but and it, I don't care at this point because I need something to talk about because you can't talk about the acting because it sucks. 
Uh, Once you say that, it sucks. It sucks. And then when they start talking, they go for several minutes between anything of interest happening. Yeah. Uh, We finally get to a commercial on Tubi. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, so Tubi. I'd rather rather listen to a Massengale douche commercial (laughs) than watch another minute of Quentin's fucking bullshit acting. So you'd rather (laughs) see actual douche than watch five douches on TV. Yeah. Okay. That's how bad this movie is. It's fucking horrible. I mean, I, at this point, it, <laughs> it was going interesting until like... I love it when everything, when the, when the sentences begin with... At this point, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's... <laughs> but like... <laughs> you know, I, I, I start losing interest because I don't give a shit about how many rooms they go into. Yeah. And and, and that's, exactly. That's and the thing. Like the the guy, the the worthless who who created the uh, blueprint. He lets him know how what the dimensions for the cube were that he created. So the mathematician, you know, using her brain or whatever, decides that there's something like seventeen thousand cubes within housed within the main structure. Who gives a fuck? Who wants to do math? I want to see death. Yeah. You know, nobody cares about the scientific end of it. Who gives a shit? Yeah. It's boring. You know, we don't, you know, we want shitty movies that you can rip on. But unfortunately, this, you know, it's so fucking boring. It goes way too far between any kind of action sequence. And it starts to make it hard to watch, you know, because you want more content. You want stupid shit you can laugh at. That's our whole point. And unfortunately, to this point, they have not really produced enough good stuff um, you know, the scenery only does so much for right, me. Right, right. Uh, the practical effects were far between. But... And once she mentioned that there were like something like 17,000 cubes housed within the structure, I thought, fuck me, they're going to go through all 17,000 in this yep. movie. It's going to be 90 minutes, every minute's another <laughs> fucking cube, and they're going to go through 17. But the funny thing is, every cube is a different color, but you see the same eight basic colors throughout the cubes they've gone through at this point and you've only seen about five of the traps and they're not very creative they're 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 horribly cgi done they all look like traps you've seen from other movies up to this point and so nothing so far has held my interest other than the fact that chris brown lookalike dude looks like he's getting the five finger discount that's it that's about it and everybody else has stupid looks on his face worthless just sits there with a blank stare yeah and the other twitchy fuckers just kind of move around. And the autistic guy makes these annoying... I mean, he plays a good part. He, play, he plays like, like, he, like play, he would supposed to play, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the Hollywood, I guess, stereotype of what they consider autistic. Because yeah. there's so many different spectrums. But yeah, yeah, this is the Hollywood All kinds autistic. of random movement and weird right. noises and stuff like that and freaks out. But apparently his part is something to do with the colors of the rooms. That he's figured yeah, out certain colors of rooms. He likes certain colors. That, he, that yeah. he, he, He's determined that certain colors are safe. Yeah, and Holloway basically adopts him because she is a doctor. She's a doctor, so, so she, she feels like she knows how to I guess him. that's what her part was because she really didn't serve no other purpose up to this point other than annoy the fuck out of me. No, she like talks about dying of like uh, starvation. And somebody or... stole her amethyst. Oh my god! The way I mean, just Fucking pathetic hippie, pathetic. After the Tubi commercial, though, after it came back, oh, the commercial, yeah. And we recovered. I was like, yes. oh my god, not no. You know, send me another commercial. I mean, insurance commercial, anything. <laughs> anything besides the movie. Yeah. You know. But we get to another room, blue colored room, and they're all looking down this time. I guess they're going to have to go through the floor this time. Okay. And when they open the door, nothing happens. But then somebody makes a noise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, autistic guy. Yeah. He, he makes a noise, and all of a sudden, this horribly done 
just spider web spikes everyone it's crazy it's just all intertwined and you're like what in the fuck is this uh so it's obviously sound activated room Mm -hmm. stupid as fuck and what made me laugh is they're outside the room they're safe it's sound activated yet he's fucking whispering yeah oh yeah it's sound activated (laughs) and you're like motherfucker why are you whispering you're not in that room but that's quentin he's a dumbass yeah he's a dumbass and all i'm hoping to this point is someone will just like fall down or they'll get in the room and like fart and die because (laughs) nobody has fucking died nobody's died in a while so we need some death here to offset the extreme boredom we are currently suffering yeah i was kind of hoping somebody would have pushed quentin to that room and just killed him off um, but death by fart. I think I saw that in ABC's of death. Yeah, we did. That was that was good. That was fun, guys. Go watch that one. That one's good. That might be on our show one day. No, it's too good for that. So they proceed into the noise trap. The autistic dude who hasn't shut up for like forty minutes straight manages somehow to stay dead silent. Did you notice that? He, I mean, while they were traversing the, they were climbing through the rafters to get to another door. Because uh, they found out, like I said, the doors don't trigger the stupid CGI <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. killer net or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. Uh, but voices, whispers, farts, whatever would set it off. So anyway, they 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 do the and there I go with anyway again. Yeah. They so the the scene is actually kind of tense. I mean, not that I I don't care about whether any of the characters live or not. But it's still pretty tense because it's completely quiet and you have to be quiet because you've set up the trap. But like because the the cube they're going into is below the cube they're in now. So they have to climb down through the hatch and then jungle gym their way across to the next uh, manhole cover or whatever. Uh, and it's, pre- it's pretty tense because it's, it's a quiet, you know, it's, it's like that whole um, quiet drop down scene from uh, the first Mission Impossible. Yes. You know, but 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 sucky. Sucked. But shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but shitty. Very suck. Well, anyway, they, they, they managed to get across. Yes. They do manage to get across. And in the process, uh, let's see, what is it? They, what do they do with... Uh, I, I, we found out his name, finally. I was sitting here trying to think. Kazam. 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 So I just, I, I'm going to nickname him Alec Kazam for Alec the rest Kazam. of the way. Turn. So he, he's, he goes at the... So they, they, they drop down and they take the quickest route to get to the next door. He ends up actually going the other way across the other side of the cube. And as he's walking towards the door, his foot, his foot cuff gets caught on the handle of the manhole cover from from below so the good doctor has to help to get him out of it to steer him back so that they can get out of the room without being killed and then the last fuck to go through is quentin and what's funny is we almost get what we want yes almost almost because right as quentin's getting ready to come down the fucking hole alakazam lets out a and a noise and and it sets it off and he pulls himself back in just in time unfortunately just in time damn it Finally gets across. They're together on the other side. And you more useless dialogue. I mean, I guess I can't put it any better than that. Yeah. Uh, this was a boring part. This is one of those boring parts. It's really bad. It just slows down to a crawl. Nothing's happening until Quentin confirmed my theory. Because remember, I told everybody, old Doc Holloway. Doc Holloway. Holy shit. I just put that together a little bit. Doc Holloway. 
Is it Holiday, Holloway? Oh, I see. I was I like, see. no, okay, but I don't yeah. want to insult Doc Holiday that no, way. Let's, yeah, let's not do that. But anyway, he, he confirmed my theory that Holloway needs a penile injection. <laughs> and they commence in this destructive, non-PC, horrible insult thing. And they're talking about each other's mothers and kids. And that's why your li- wife left you. And you know, I thought it was a deaf comedy jam for a second. It was fucked up. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Wild and out? Wild and out, well, son. They do is what? Fuck with each other. Yeah. What? Proceeding forth. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Okay. Quentin hauls off and slaps the bitch. <laughs> Has enough. <laughs> lets her have it. Kablap. He goes full on Chris Brown, thinking she's yep. Rihanna. That's it. And that pretty ends up. That that pretty much ends the argument. Then they start quivering around. He's getting nervous eyes. They're wondering what to do. At this point, he's going. He's just full on insane. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's lost moron. his damn mind. And, and it's and it's. Pisses you off to look at the guy. Yeah, you just, you don't you just want, want him it. to end. Yeah, if I if I could have gone in a cube and killed him myself, I would have done it. Hell yeah. Finally, they get to an outside hatch. They figure their way out. Which is amazing, by the way. I mean, that's, Which is great. Yeah. Because it turns out Alakazam can factor the numbers that they're reading on the hatches now. Yeah. And he, he breaks it down. See, her getting them through about the first half with the prime number. She's, she's partially right with her theory. With the prime number theory, but then that falls apart. Yeah. And then he takes over with the whole factoring thing. Right, right. And he's able to... He's able to decipher the combinations and, and get them through get safely. Them. So they do finally get to an outside room and they open it up. And all I could think of is the scene from Die Hard when he's in the damn AC vent. Right, yeah. Down that giant shaft because... It's like a skyscraper inside a skyscraper. It's yeah. pitch black, and you can see nothing but openings all the fucking way up. And it's all illuminated, so all these doors are open somewhere. Yep. Which is stupid, because they had to open a fucking door to get out there. So why are all the other doors open? Open, yeah. Well, it uh, makes no, makes no, I guess sense. it's just for no. effect. Stupid. Yeah, we got but, our next kill, though. So Yeah, we did get a nice kill, because they build a rope. Out of their clothes. Yep, yep. And they lower Doc Holloway down. To try to see if she can. And see if she can get across. And she can't. So she can't she go almost, anywhere. She can't go anywhere. It's deep. There's no ground, Monty. You know. There's so, a ground. But we do figure out, you know, like I said, at least now we know just how big this fucking thing is they're dealing with. So this is the part I like to call, eh, what's up, Doc? Not you. Because they end up dropping the rope. And Quentin, for some fucking reason, grabs the rope to save her. She climbs back up, gets to where he grabs her hand, and then he gives her a real fuck you look, and then just fucking drops her. Drops her ass, yeah. I was sitting there going, why even bother catching the damn rope if you were just going to drop her in the first place, but then we couldn't have got that award-winning fuck you face? Yeah, I mean, for your consideration, please. (laughs) After a Holloway bites the dust. Holloway bites the dust. That's right. Uh Now, we end up in a room, and they're all sitting there. They're in a safe room, of course. Nothing's happening. And they decide to take a fucking nap for some reason. Yeah, and this is where we get another scene, which something we didn't touch upon before. We get a scene of the really, really shitty 90s editing techniques in which they do a lot of fades in, a lot of fade outs. They do these stretchy uh, uh effects those uh, lens filters. distortions yeah lens shit. distortions to make it seem all artsy and, and kind of weird and try to try to get the spook factor up and really it's just fucking annoying M- makes me car sick yes. i don't like looking at it it yes. makes me it makes me nauseous but after they wake up quentin oh yeah he's losing it oh my god he's lost his levin, shit levin is in the corner quivering and calling him a fucking murderer well you forgot and, that he he like 
while they're still sleeping, his ass wakes up, grabs Levin, picks her up, and takes her into another room. That's true. He does. He opens real, up, takes another room. Real creepy shit. Yes. You know, stalker much. Tells her, tells her that it's got, it's got to be the two of them. Yeah. That the other two, uh, uh, Worth and uh, Gazam, are traps. They're gonna, they're gonna slow them down. They're gonna keep them. They're gonna make. They're gonna kill them by by keep them by slow them down. They're gonna slow. They're gonna slow them down, and they're gonna end up dead. And so they're traps. And so it's just gonna be him and her. That's it. Yep. So he does what I call the Joe Biden. He's sitting there talking to her. Then he very creepily kind of moves up behind her and he's like grabbing on her neck and getting all close and shit. Yeah, he's being real so that was a little, creepy. That was a little fucked. Being a real uncle right there. Now, th- my favorite part of the movie, 30 minutes of sheer boredom at this point mm-hmm. and a few non-politically correct comments because we got to remember this is 95. So a few terms were thrown around. He actually calls Kazam a retard, yeah, which is not comp. That's unacceptable. That was just one of the things, and it just and it was just droning on forever and ever. And finally, finally, we realized that you know the math that they're using for one thing is way too advanced. I don't know how the hell they figured this shit out, but I'm sick of trying to. I'm sick of them trying to teach us. You know. You, you know. know <laughs> I gotta say when when I when I heard about a movie called the cube and it has something to do with some sort of sci-fi or horror or prison mm-hmm. the last thing i expected was to have to wrap my head around some fucking math exactly i did not go into the same thing i need a calculus calculator and my fucking calculus books from like college and shit yep that is not something i want to see in my sci-fi slash horror slash thriller slash piece of shit movie that is when i expected james daryl edwards to come in there and pop her in the fucking forehead because she's way you know they're she's way too advanced mm-hmm. so i thought you know old mib is gonna come in there and pop her ass in the forehead turns out the advanced math that they're using it turns out that alakazam is actually are like a rain man and okay, actually starts idiot savant. I think I, I think I touched on that already. Yeah, he's an yeah. idiot savant. Okay, then there's a scene where they go after they you know figure it out. They get through another room. There's, and a, then there's they like a ditch. montage of scenes where because they figured out that he can give the, the, the factors of a number yeah. so they can figure out exactly with pinpoint accuracy which ones are safe. So there's a montage of them going through the rooms. Exactly. Stroll fast. Because she also realized that one of the rooms they were in had a factor of twenty seven and she realized that there only should that should be only be twenty six rows or twenty six cubes per row. So twenty seven should not be in there. Then she realized twenty seven is the is where the bridge is at to get out. So using yes. her idea and Kazam as are pulling up the factors, they were able to safely make their way to the main room. But along the way, uh, what's his face worth decides to yes get rid of. He catches fucking Quentin's head in the door. Yeah, he catches in the door and starts holding him back as they keep going forward. And then they run through another door and lock his ass out. And, and then, then they take off and ditch his ass. Yeah, and then and then he comes through and they they form a trap. And as he's running through, uh, Worth had. Worth drops the floor on him and he falls through to another another uh, room. Click. Blood come out the head, thinking he's dead, and then they make it to make it back to a room that's actually the original room that they were in when they started, and which is annoying as fuck. Because then they're just oh they're going around in a circle, blah blah blah. We've wasted an hour and a half. Yeah, they could have just stayed the fuck there. So they crack the door. The light comes on. All of a sudden, she gets ready to walk out. She's smiling. Everybody's happy. Oh, they're free. And all of a sudden. Thwack, right in the back. Here he comes. Fucking crazy Backstabbing motherfucking Chris Brown. Bitch ass punk. Anyway, he stabs her, Mm -hmm. lifts her up, 
drops her on the ground. She did. She Levin's out. Dead. Done. Uh, so the mathematician's dead. Then he stabs uh, Worth again. Yeah, because Worth and him start fighting. Worth is already fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, he stabs him again, leaves him for dead. Then he goes Kazam out. Kazam gets out of the room. That's right. And then Chris Brown tries to get out. And uh, when he when he yeah when he sticks when his he's fucking halfway legs out. through he grabs Kazam's shirt to like pull him back in or something, but while it's happening, Worth is grabbing his. That's leg. right. He tries to go get Kazam, mm-hmm. and then while he's pulling, Worth, Worth is manages to, to get leg. to his feet and holds on to his leg. And right. then here comes the moving room that they were waiting for, exactly, and smears him on the fucking wall. Yep, which is awesome in its very concept satisfying. but in its visual it's satisfying death but very disappointing in its effects the cgi yeah. very very poor blood effect on the wall and there weren't even any skin chunks yeah too bad you don't get to see the Jesus, it's like some skin you know some skin chunks all glued to the wall and shit and smeared but no yeah i would love to have seen him being smeared across that wall no they just it just squeegeed his ass clean off the fucking wall <laughs> and he's gone so that's everybody's dead except kazam Who's now standing in this brightly lit doorway. And he walks and he walks out. A very senseless and very disappointing ending. There's no explanation. There was no there wasn't even an exposition dump in this movie. No, there really wasn't. They kind of talked about a few things, but yeah. it, it, it was very largely just a very pointless piece of shit. And well, I I didn't I wasn't I'm not a fan of the Saw movies because I don't really enjoy torture porn because it's 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 boring to me. At least the the interactions in in Saw between the characters had actually actually had interesting dialogue. But that was also a masterfully done puzzle. The Jigsaw movies. I mean, no pun intended to the title, but you know what I mean. It right. was It was very. Yeah. Well thought out and how they crossed over those episodes with each other and the way they interacted and they were able to go back yeah, into other and, parts of movies and pull something into them. Right. The like a whole overarching like theme and, it was and like crazy. story. That was I, crazy I, I thought the first two were okay, but after that I, was, I thought the traps were, were started kind getting of stupid after that. But like the 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 talk between like Carrie Elways and then the other guy in, you know in the first one w- was interesting. You I mean, notice we're we're going to something worth talking to. Yeah, <laughs> but like the, the conversation between these guys, were, these characters are so fucking just boring and, and non-existent. It was, just no, just no. Just I don't stupid. even like to use mind numbing. The dialogue was actually frustrating. Yeah, I like you want to enjoy. Like I said, you want to enjoy these, but it was just too much. It was just too much to take. Uh, so. Movie's over. The I'm only going. the only thing that I think to me would probably maybe has saved the movie is if the ending had done a sort of saw slash usual suspects ending where something you know Kazam whole time he's been playing the autistic person and he makes it out and after the cube leaves and. As he's getting ready to walk away, he completely stops all of his autistic mannerisms, and he Kaiser Soze's it, and he's just a normal person. He ends up, yep. ends up, he is the architect, and he's the one putting people, again, Saw, you know, usual suspects. He's the one putting people in there, and he's he's putting himself in the experiment to see who can survive and who doesn't. Yeah. And he drops all of his autistic mannerisms. He goes back to being just a normal person, and then he just maybe utters a line like, every time, or... Another fell experiment, and then walks yep. off. That would have been cool. That would have been awesome. Like, been awesome. Like all of a sudden, his facial expression changed. He's the only one. Like you say, yeah, right. He drops all his mannerisms and then yeah. walks and away. He just walks away. He says something like 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 that. And to me, that would have saved the movie because I wouldn't have seen it coming. Even though even though it was, it would have been a saw 
and usual suspects ripoff, it still yeah. would have been something actually cool to end the movie on. But it didn't. He just walks into the light, and you don't know what the fuck's going on. That's, That's it. it. But at least they didn't kill him. Unless you watch the sequel, but I'm not watching the fucking sequel. No. No. I am not watching the sequel. Fuck that. I ain't taking that chance again. Fuck then again, that. if we run out of material 16 years down the line and we don't have any more shitty horror movies to watch, we'll, I'll be like 80 years old and I'll be like, ah, fuck this. I still ain't watching it. Nah, I ain't gonna do it. I, I will watch Pokemon before I watch that shit. Yep. Quick summarization for me. Movies suck balls. <laughs> that's good. That's I good, mean, that's a good. granted, yeah. it goes with the theme. Uh-huh. Uh, acting, Pathetic. I think this is literally the worst acting of any of the movies we've seen, including Murder Party. That's saying something. And that is saying something, because Murder Party's acting was hideous. But at least it had some redeeming, fun qualities. Yeah. The direction, horrible, because apparently he was either on vacation or at lunch most of the shoot. Probably. Because he wasn't telling these people, you're overdoing it, you're being ridiculous. The story, I love the story. I did love the story and the script. The dialogue would have been better if it was better acted. The wording was not bad. You know, the actual, the actual dialogue was, the actual script was good. Yeah, dialogue, yeah, the but dialogue. it was delivered very poorly. Um, effects, CGI was shit. Practical effects were awesome. They were great, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. They were really good. Yeah. And so, and what else have I got left? See, look at <laughs> I'm just drifting off. That's it. So, I'm going... Uh, because of the saving factor of the blood effects, I'm going four turds on this one, but a very strong four turds and a couple of pebbles because the acting almost pushed me to five shits. But at least this one, that's the one, you know, you four turds, share it with people you don't like. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they'll damn sure suffer. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if drinking will help this one. Many that's some, my rundown. I'm tired chain. of talking about this shit. It's all you. What, what, do, you, what do you got, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, as as I as I mentioned earlier, the movie was was okay at the beginning as far as the inception and what the what the story idea was. The characters I uh, didn't care for a single one of them, but as the the entering and exiting cubes dragged on, and we it unfortunately suffered from far more safe cubes than trap cubes, and then the few trap cubes they have weren't very inventive. I mean, I've seen them before in uh, tons of other movies. Uh, and so it just got boring. I, I just I got didn't care what next cube they went to, and then they had like five colors of the cube, so that didn't even. And the designs for all all seventeen thousand cubes apparently are the exact same in each one. Yeah, which would make sense if you're trying to confuse the people in them, but then they only use like five colors, so you can at least at least have some sort of idea that you're not in the same cube you were before. You know so. what? Now I think about, were they the prime colors or were they, because it was red, blue. Nope, nope, because we had green. It's like green. green yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, never mind that theory. Yeah. So you look at me trying to math that you're shit. You're trying to add logic to a non-logical Stop movie. It, yeah. Uh, the, it was, it was okay. It's just, it was, after a while, it just got kind of boring. I was just kind of waiting for it to end so that, like I said, I was hoping it would have that redeeming factor at the end. It didn't. I do not care to see this movie again. Yeah, I, even though I, I gave it four, yeah, that's that's it. I think I need to go smoke this out of my head. <laughs> so that means I'm going to go with a five out of five. You're doing five, Fico man. Fico de la matter. You know what? I, I was al- like I said, I was almost there with you. Yeah. But there was a few small factors that put it back into the four category for me. Mm-hmm. 
but it still completely sucked. Although, and it was, like I said, this movie was eminently qualified to be part, part of, of this show, show yeah. because this is one when you try this, you'd rip the, you know, when you guys watch this, you'll rip it to shit. Yeah. Yeah. Even the, so. the, the great, the, well, I don't want to say great. That's, that's giving too much credit. Even the, <laughs> even the adequate practical effects of which there were very few weren't enough to bring it up to a four for me because of the fact that it weren't enough and because of the fact that the traps weren't there weren't enough of the traps and the ones that there were weren't that all all that original so yeah they weren't that inventive no they weren't they were not you know so, we've got we, yeah the CGI the CGI spikes I mean we've seen that a billion times billion in movies times. spikes out of movies yeah. and shit so yeah fuck them fuck well, you know fuck this whole movie. Inside right out. up the asshole, no, right up five right, fingers. No, right up Quentin's there. That's right. Right up, right up Quentin's main street. That's right. <laughs> All right, James. Uh, that being said, uh, what do we do next? Oh yeah, where can they find us? <laughs> what do we do next? Yeah, no shit. Where do you go from here? Yeah, shit. Well, since we've gotten on Buzzsprout now, you can basically go to Bugs Bugsprout. It's a Bugs Life. <laughs> this is probably going to end up in the gag reel. Yep. Anyway. Fuck. I did it again. Had to get it. <laughs> I, I didn't even I'm, notice. I you know what it notice. is? It's it's like it's could, like any could. other shit. It's like a it's like a buzzer that goes like off constantly, or it's like the tape at Chuck E. Cheese that loops around the same shit every hour on the hour. You, totally you could have to gone past it, it, and I wouldn't even notice. I exactly. didn't even notice it, but I did. They can find us on Buzzsprout now. We we just recently got a membership on there, so we are now pretty much anywhere. On any one of your favorite podcast apps, uh, just check out What Suck Podcast. Our primary one was Castbox and, on and iTunes, iTunes. Uh, Podbean, Google I, uh, uh, Google I, uh, Podcasts, uh, yeah, um, Spotify. Spotify is a main one too. But uh, and then we are also on what social media again? We are on the Big Three Evil, the, the, the three, three, the, the three, three evils. Yes, the three-headed dragon. Yes, King Ghidra. Ghidorah. Ghidorah. How do you want uh, to pronounce it? Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And under look under What the Suck and you can what find the us suck there. Podcast. Yeah, if you do a search, uh, What the Suck should bring it up. But if you have to, you can put the underscores between the words on Instagram and Twitter. Bring it up faster. Uh, Facebook, straight up What the Suck. So, you hear that. Go find us on whatever podcast app you like or podcast service. I do know that you can also... Uh, listen to us through Alexa if you have an Amazon Alexa or Echo as they're called. Go like us, go subscribe, go rate any of our episodes or all of our episodes. Go leave reviews. Tell us if you like our review. Tell us if you thought our review of the movie was complete bullshit because you liked the movie. Whatever it is, tell us. We want to hear it. We love feedback. We love to hear that you guys are listening. We love to hear what you guys think about what we think about the movies. Uh, go and like us on Facebook. Go share the misery, guys. Follow us on Come Instagram on. and follow us on Twitter. <laughs> share the misery. Share it with your friends. Share it with That's your... right. And, and since these are shitty movies, you can share it with your friends, with your ex-friends, with your ex-girlfriend, ex-girlfriend's friends, your ex-maybe mom-in-law. All these bitches you don't like, share it with them. Please. So, yeah. And if you have any requests for movies you want us to watch and review... You know, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram and let us know and we'll uh, we'll get to it at some point. Yeah, it's our point. We're going to be doing this a long time and we always want to be evolving. We want to get better, do de- things different, keep it fresh. We don't want to be too, you know, we don't want to get repetitive like a lot of shows seem to do. Uh, and, and don't worry, so. there there's no movie out there that is too shitty that we will not watch. That is true. If you think you have a movie that's really bad but you're afraid because it's really, really bad, I 
dare you, motherfucker, to send me that. All right. Well, this was uh, a lot of fun. Again, another great episode. Another great uh, movie. Or not really great, but it's a movie at yeah. some point. I want to buy some TV bricks. So yeah. Throw some shit. Throw some shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So until next time, uh, I'm Chris. And I'm James. And if it ain't on what the suck, it ain't shit. And we'll see y'all at the next suck fest. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.